I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Lavelle D. Munger, and welcome once again to Vail's World. We have another interesting show, but before that, make sure you all hit the subscribe button, share button, all that good jazz. I hope you all are following me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Vail's World Podcast. As usual, you always can shoot me an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. If you want to sponsor, be a guest, or want me to be a guest on any upcoming episodes. Now I got all that good jazz out the way. This episode is about to be fire. So for those that don't know, we're going to start off with the good read. Then we got what's popping in Veils World. And then we got the hot topic. And this hot topic is very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so, let's start with the good read. The Voice of Knowledge, A Practical Guide to Inner Peace by Don Miguel Rees and Janet Mills. So, y'all probably heard this name before. Y'all know I read a lot of, a lot of these books. Um, this is the writer for The Four Agreements. And ever since I read that book, it's been easier to kind of follow um, the other books that he have. They all fall into the ancient Totec wisdom uh, type of thing that allows, you know, breakthrough and recovery and your faith and all type of stuff, man. So, I, you know, once I read the book, it actually made sense under four agreements. So it's easier for me to dive into the other books. So the, the voice of knowledge. It talks about the tree of life, the tree of knowledge, and things like that. The, the story of Adam and Eve and why knowledge is so, so powerful, but also can be the biggest weapon formed against us. And with knowledge, and by us being man, we have the power to create or destroy. And some people use knowledge to destroy. And some people use knowledge to help the world. But because the other people don't have the knowledge, they will destroy you. Story of Jesus. Story of, you know, the, the proclaimed witches back in the day. Just because you had medicine that can heal people. And they was like, why the hell do you have this medicine? Why are you the only one? You must be a witch. Then you'll die. Um, and the list go on and on and on. So having knowledge is is one of the biggest things now, <laughs> but it also can be um a death sentence. And the, the book really explained the voice of knowledge. So 
we are born in truth. And as we get older, we are blasted with lies. And Miguel believes that the biggest lie that humans have is the 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 so-called reality of imperfection. And because of that, people are always fighting and striving for for perfection. And they never get that. They always let down. Is it, it creates self-esteem issues and and so on. Um, so Miguel believed that we all are are perfect in our image and who we are and who we destined to be. Is accepting that and doing something with it. One of the biggest takeaways from this book is um, the conscious. So being able to understand where the conscious come from. Understand where your thoughts come from. Um, he had one comment about uh, my brain told me that it's the most important organ in my body, right? <laughs> of course, your brain would tell you that. But in reality, all of our organs are just as important because together they function to allow us to continue to grow and move. So that was cool, man. Voice of Knowledge was a was a great book. Um, if anyone that loves the four agreements, the fifth agreement, mastery of love. Damn, I really read a lot of his books. This is a great book for you. Nice little self-help, self-development. And then it has um different affirmations and prayers at the end of each one of those books, which are are great to have. So, yep. The Voice of Knowledge, A Practical Guide to Inner Peace by Don Miguel Rees and Janet Mills. So what's popping? It's been a very long, long couple days, to say the least. One big thing is um, I had got a pedicure for the first time. And I must say, I loved it. It was it was cool. I do want to say, you know, I do want to ask. Is 10 minutes an Asian thing? <laughs> so I know when I used to go get my rice, they're like, 10 minutes? And um, so when I went to the nail shop, where the nail spa or whatever it's called, the first one I went to, I also was a huge mistake. I had called to make a, an appointment. I found out you really don't have to make appointments at nail shops. You just just go. But I made an appointment um, for a nail salon. All of them had the same name. And then I went to a different location. I didn't know at the time. But when I pulled up to the different location, they had a handwritten sign that said, close today at 4 p.m. And I was like, what? Like, how they going to make my appointment if they close? So that's when I realized that, oh, I called a different one. And um, in that process, I called back like six times and it kept, the line was busy. I'm like, what? I'm like, how the line busy if I'm right here and no one's in here? And that's when I realized that obviously I went to the wrong location. And when I told my homegirl about it, she was just like, uh, well, I'm surprised I answered the phone the first time. <laughs> so uh, apparently answering the phone is just not their thing either. And she's like, yeah, just go there. It's another one around the corner. Uh, so I never knew that nail spas were everywhere. 
They are very accessible. I was like, what? It was literally like three minutes away, a three-minute drive away. Near Publix. So for those that don't know what Publix is, it's a supermarket um, that's pretty much controlled the southeast. I, I know for sure they, you know, some are in Georgia, and I know for sure some are in Florida, of course, where I stay. Um, but that's my my knowledge to it. So I'm just say Georgia and um, in Florida right now. But yeah, the big super chain supermarket in those two areas. And I went. I was like, oh. And then I noticed, like, oh, these signs really are everywhere. The same signs, the same decor. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is new. It's crazy what your your mind would allow you to see um, once you accept seeing. So I went in. I told him what I wanted. I wasn't the only guy there. Then actually, the only guy that was there before me was a guy that was with his spouse. Um, so I, I guess I was the only guy there to get my feet done. And the reason why I had to get my feet taken care of, because I had ran. It was like on a Tuesday. I was running. And when I got home, I was in my meeting. I looked down and I realized my toenail was like not attached to my toe. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then I looked at my my other toes. I was like, oh, I got to get all these things fixed. And I, I've i been talking about getting a pedicure for the last year and a half. I always thought that I needed someone to go with me and hold my hand because I'm ticklish. And... I just wanted to experience that with someone. So Cancun, I did uh, the fish pedicure. They just had a fish that suck on the dead skin. I don't know if it worked or not. But the same toe with the toenail that came off, that actually began in December. And then in January when I went to Cancun, it was a black toenail. Uh, it was a blood claw. But then after I left Cancun, I had did something. I think I... I don't know. Whatever I did, it released the blood, so the toe wasn't black anymore. So now, fast forward, four months later, um, because I run so much, I'm assuming just kept putting pressure on it, and there was a nail growing under the nail, but then the overnail <laughs> was growing as well, and that's the part that just easily came came out. Um, so now my nails are growing better and I, I'm going to make an effort to make a pedicure, a, a monthly thing. It was, it was soothing. It was relaxing. It, it wasn't as ticklish as I thought I, you know, I would be, uh, yeah, I manned up my first pedicure and women, men, then for the men, if you have time to get a pedicure, go ahead and knock it out. You don't need your feet looking bad. There's no excuse now of for your feet to be looking and smelling and feeling bad just get it done women um if you know a guy that needs a pedicure if you know a guy that just probably need to be exposed to it man go ahead and treat him it's gonna be hard for a guy to want to spend his own money and just voluntarily go to <laughs> a nail spa uh, before he has to go like honestly if it wasn't for my toenail coming off I probably would have still procrastinated on this. So go ahead and show, you know, give hot $40 and help my dog out, man. Go take him, get his feet done, man. It's, us millennials, we live different. Certain things that wasn't okay in the past, and, and, and this is one of them. Is 
So yeah, get them feet done. Um ah, so Twitter. Twitter. Ah, there's still an argument about men paying bills. Oh Lord. And a big, big tweet that came a couple weeks ago was from the game. And one thing I I I dislike about celebrities that spill this BS to normal citizens is that they've been rich and are financially stable for so long. Even if they say they're from the hood, they've been rich or and are financially stable or wealthy for so long that they forget the everyday life of other people. So game pretty much said, if you can't pay the rent and all this other stuff, you don't need to be with her and da 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 You need to man up and make it happen. Men naturally have that, that stigma that we have to make it happen. So what happens is they begin living the street lifestyle. It's easier and faster for you to make money in the streets than it is to get a real job. It's easier and faster for you to make money in the streets than working multiple jobs. And what tends to happen if you are working multiple jobs or you have a good job and clocking all these hours in, then the woman can leave because you're not giving her enough time. You're not giving, and, and they're not even women, the spouse. I've seen men leave because they're not getting enough time or attention that they wanted. So it's like, you know, I agree with certain points the game stated in that tweet because I know men that go get it. And honestly, from a very young age, we know that we have to get it. There's no such thing as, as love from a man just because I love you. There's always some type of attachment. You have to bring something to the table. Um, and historically, women always date up and marry up. It's very rare that you will see a woman marrying or and or dating down. Wow. So so with that, with that tweet, it's a, a bunch of average people. And and I looked at some of the profiles, so you can tell the type of of men that they, you know, are attracted to, which aren't the doctors, they they aren't the lawyers. They're not the professors. They're not the CEOs of uh, major companies. They're not making six figures. Like, they're they not attracting those type of people. So it's like, are you really spilling this information? Pretty much telling men, hey, in order for you to pay the bills, man, you got to do whatever you got to do. I don't care if that's killing people, selling drugs, stealing cars, whatever. <laughs> but you need to get on your stuff and be a man. Being a man always have to do with making money. It's crazy. Hypermasculinity is real. Like it is never about being the best lover. It's never about being the best communicator. Being a man is all about standing on your word and and bringing and providing and bringing in money. It's a crazy truth. It's a crazy truth. So yes, game. I, I do believe that 
as as men, you know, historically and from what we've been taught, and we are growing and learning that some of the traditions of the past are outdated and they're not the reality and the norms of now. But then we do have people out there that have these. Yeah, I know my favorite word. These um. <laughs> these truths that are, are convenient, these, you know, for them at the time. So they take in and choose what they want to use, when they want to use it and how they want to use it, where it's not universal. So you want to be independent and make your own money, but then you want another man or another individual to come in and support you, which there's a, a contradiction and conflict within that. Um, but yeah, that's a different story for a different day. So, gang out here spilling this BS uh, to these average people, and and average people will continue to to use things that you know their convenient truth that match their beliefs as reality. And one day, you know, I would love to see two out of four black women getting married. But at this rate, uh, it, it might go down. I wonder how many of the one, so one out of four black women get married and they say even out of the marriage, within five years they divorce. So I honestly would love to know how many of the, that 1% that's getting married, how many of that is, is, is with black men. So that'd be interesting. I'll look into that. I will look into that. Ooh. I know y'all seen Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So for one, I want to say cold, soft as hell. And uh, spoiler alert, y'all can go ahead and and fast forward past this if y'all want to. Mortal Kombat. Man. They need to make another rating that's like above R. I don't think R was good enough. This movie was a movie. Like from the beginning all the way to the end, it was TTG. And I loved it. This is the fighting scenes were, man, amazing. I can, I can watch that movie a couple times. So the storyline, and it's... Mortal Kombat now should be like Fast Furious, right? But unfortunately, we keep going back. Like, I'm tired of, I know why Jax got his arms. Like, I'm tired of seeing Jax get his arms. I'm tired of seeing Sonya. Like, these people should have kids by now. I'm tired of Johnny Cage. Cole popped out of nowhere. But it's so now we got a new character, Cole. And he around all these old characters. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And then they threw Cole on us. He should have had his own origin movie. He's already in the game. So he could have had his own little origin movie for people that care and want to know where Cole came from and talk about his, you know, legacy. They try to throw it in there, but it was just so ugly. And then it had the same Spider-Man story you in the cage and fighting and all this other like I I was so annoyed with that part. Cole was soft. He found out his history, but still 
didn't win the fight at the end. It was just all over. Now they're looking for Johnny Cage. The tournament didn't start. And <sighs> it was a lot. I wasn't trying to compare and expect it to be like the first two. Um, there was no tournament. It was like, ah, <laughs> uh, it was so much. And then people just getting new to this and question, why Raiden didn't help? I mean, Raiden never helps. He's a god, and God's not supposed to interfere with that. You learn that on Dragon Ball Z. Um, they just tell you to train. <laughs> they just put the people together to train and make sure you can train safely. Kano was funny. Kano was funny. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see a Sonya story and just, you know, Blade and just really see how the army was for them before they got their powers and, and so I learned like I will honestly love to see those relationships from an army aspect. I think that'd be dope. And then, you know, Kano and, and Sonya, they knew each other, then Blade. So I just love to see like the conversations. Then we got Jax. And just see how they developed and became the people that they were before um, being invited to the tournament. And Shanghai is just hilarious, man. This dude, he don't care about no rules. He just taking souls. I don't like how they had Luke Kane, too. They made my dog Luke Kane look average. Like, we all know Luke Kane, man. Luke Kane ain't like that. Luke Kane ain't soft, man. Like, what? Luke Kane ain't going out like that. Honestly, by now, Luke Kane should really be the Raiden of the Earth Realm. Or at least like the messenger. Like Raiden should just be Raiden and then like Luke Kane is supposed to be like the OG of the Earth Realm. And they just had him getting batched. But man, Sub Zero is a is a monster, man. And the crazy thing about Sub Zero and Scorpion's beef is that all they have to do is communicate. <laughs> if they sit down and talk, they'll figure out that their beef is pointless. Because uh, Shanghai actually was the one who turned into, I believe, turned into Scorpion. And that's when he killed the original Sub-Zero. So now, I don't know if this is Sun, the new, I don't know who the new Sub-Zero is, but he just on vengeance and mad. And they all them beefing because of miscommunication and assumptions. But they be, boy, they be ready to go. When they see each other, it ain't no talking. It ain't none of that. It's straight fighting. <laughs> Some of the best fighting we gonna see. And um, honestly, I love to watch a two-hour and 30-minute movie on Scorpion and Sub-Zero, like their origin, their history, and them just fighting all day. It was at one point I thought all, all of them were like, Brothers, Sub Zero, Scorpion, um, Reptile, Reptile. Uh, they had the smoke dude, the black dude, the purple dude. Anybody that had them suits, I just thought they were all together. But yeah, Mortal Kombat is definitely a good movie. Make sure y'all watch it and, and and watch it a couple times. Watch it with the volume up. Watch it on the biggest screen y'all got in the crib. Man, it's it's worth the watch. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, they they did that thing. They did leave us with a cliffhanger. Uh, so at the end, we know there's going to be another movie in the pipeline. They still haven't done the tournament, so we'll see. 
the fatalities. Man, let me get off this. All right, cool. We 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 done with what's popping. I can talk about Mortal Kombat all day. So the hot topic of the day. Man, I I, I want to be true with all y'all and let y'all know that most men will settle with a six. Off looks alone, most men will settle with a six. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the baby mamas, look at some of the wives, look at some of the 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 girlfriends out there. Most fellas would deal with a six. And why? It's because they don't come with these, you know, the sixes that don't come with these unrealistic uh expectations. Most of this, you know, most of the eights, nines, and tens, they're typically chased by all type of men. By all type of people now, this is 2021. So there's just so many options. They come with so many struggles. Uh, so many, you know, some come with so much attitude, so many expectations, so much entitlement. A lot of people don't have the patience or capacity to deal with that. A, a six is, is hit or miss. It's some sixes with some eight, nine, ten. Uh, negative personality traits but then there's some sixes that's just happy and go-getters they get it done most of the women that i see that's getting it done sixes michelle obama strong six and this just again this just face alone so we're not talking about the accolades the degrees the jobs the booty the chest like we're not talking about those things that us men we tend to point out or emphasize uh, when we with our boys and we talking about oh yeah man oh girl and that's how you know <laughs> and, and she may be under a six uh, again most dudes we okay with sixes we look at all oh, she she cute and da, 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 and it's straight but under the six you can tell when a man is dealing with someone that's a five and below because we'll come up with a thousand excuses of why you know we love this woman man she got a good job man she be looking out for me she make me laugh she take care of me man she's just a good woman man she thick man the sex good like all these other things you you know that's coming and it's like if she a, a six and higher we like look like okay we know why you there but now if she a six and has an attitude it's like yeah bro you can do better <laughs> you can do better So yeah, sixes are are in. Don't let nobody else tell y'all any anything different. Um, you don't have to be a dime plus ninety nine to get a good man. And honestly, most of the stuff is is dealing with attitude. Most of the stuff is dealing with attitude. Like regardless of your number scale, is it's it's the attitude. We seen fours get married and 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 have kids, <laughs> so we we know that there's somebody for everyone, but the common denominator is the attitude. What attitude are you bringing to the table? What energy? What vibes are you bringing to the table? Regardless of what we may rate rate your your face as, what attitude are you bringing in? What is contributing? contributing to this attitude 
what is where where does these expectations come from? Where does this sense of entitlement come from? Are you willing to hold yourself accountable? And this is not just for women. This is for men as well. Are you willing to hold yourself accountable? How do you communicate? These are the questions that individuals really need to have and, and focus on and be intentional so that relationships can grow. You can be a 10, you can have a PhD, you can be a lawyer in your career, but if your attitude is, is trash, you will never attract your soulmate. You'll push everybody away. And I understand where that mentality comes from because in order for you to get to where you are, you had to go through a lot of BS, especially being black in America. It's a lot of BS that you go through. So by the time you get there, you're just fed up. You don't know why you don't trust people. You don't know why you have no grace, no kindness. You just there. And if you don't get therapy, you are going to be there <laughs> alone. It's okay to, to talk to someone. It's okay to figure out the source of all these grievances that you have with yourself. No one is perfect, they say. But if you look at who you are, being able to breathe, being able to wake up, being able to live your why, nothing gets any better than that. We spend a lot of time comparing our lives with others. Even when we have everything that most people may believe that they'll die for. We always want more. We always want something else. We always want, you know, there are celebrities that wanted to get rich and all this other stuff, but now they don't want the fame no more. They just want the money and don't know how to separate the two. But yeah, most men will settle for a six with a good attitude, great communication skills, and unwilling again the average person you know the people that's making fifty thousand dollars a year the people that's working you know the working middle class that don't make enough money to to really save up for their kids education they make too much money to get the benefits of government assistance but still living paycheck to paycheck the everyday people Honestly, you look at some of these celebrities and you see their baby mamas whenever everyday people, you will see the truth in what I'm saying. Everyday people, average people are okay with a six. There's nothing wrong with sixes. Everybody baby mama, everybody baby daddy ain't a, ain't a dime. Plus 99. 
that's a false narrative. But I'm not going to talk too long about that. Thank you all for being here and listening to me rant. Uh, just remember that people love sixes. Sixes need love too. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Make sure that y'all follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. Feel free to shoot me an email at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. I do have some special news for you all soon. Been working behind the scenes to get the business and leadership consulting firm going. Uh, the launch is happening soon. Waiting on the last, a couple last minute details, but I can't wait to share that with you all. Please don't hesitate to donate, uh, become a monetary sponsor to the podcast. All the funds, once we start getting the money in, all of the funds will go towards the marketing uh, management of the podcast. My plan is to get 100 uh, you know, supporters. Right now we're sitting around 30. We keep going 33 to 30, 29 at times. So no, don't leave me, y'all. Don't leave me, y'all. I got big plans, big plans, big plans. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.